Welcome to 12 Minutes of Dauntless Commentary on Widely Unaccepted Truth from God's Word. Hang on to your Bible. I am Elsie Breeden, and this is Audaciously Unpopular. Have you ever thought about how noisy heaven must be? A couple weeks ago, we heard a message by Pastor Anthony Wynn about the sounds of heaven And it was so cool just to think about all of the things that are going on and all of the sounds in heaven. In Revelation chapter 4, in verse 8, it's talking about creatures and it's describing the creatures. But it says that they, day and night, they never stop saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. So these creatures of praise never stop saying that. It's constant. And then add to that sound that it the, the 24 elders fall down. This is verse 10. The 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and they worship him who lives forever and ever. They throw down their crowns before the throne saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive the glory and the honor and the power for you created all things. And because of your will, they exist and were created and brought into being. So add to the holy, holy, holy constantly. Add to that the sound of crowns being thrown at the feet of Jesus and proclamations of his worth and his and praise and honor just going forth constantly if you if you flip to chapter 6 we find the martyrs who are who are crying out to the Lord and saying how long before you avenge us so the the cries of those who have given their lives for the gospel of Jesus Christ that sound add that sound into the mix and then go to chapter 14 still in revelation Uh, chapter 14 and we find a new song is being sung so there's there's so much going on there's so many sounds so much worship so much praise constantly in the presence of God and in Luke chapter 15 Jesus says that there is joy in the presence of angels over one sinner that repents so every time that someone is saved Add that sound in. Add that sound of the angels rejoicing because another sinner has repented. So there's so much noise. And it's so cool to think about that one day we're going to experience that. We're going to see that if we have our names in the Lamb's Book of Life. But just for this moment, think about this. In all of that noise, in all of that volume of praise, He hears us. When we speak when we pray, when we praise, when we call out to him, it's as if heaven is silent because he hears us. In spite of all of that that's going on, he hears us. In Psalm 18, verse 6, the psalmist writes, In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried to my God for help. He heard my voice out of his temple and my cry for help before him came into his ears so above everything that's going on in mount zion in the temple of the lord where he sits at the right hand of the father all of the praise and the glory and the loud worship he hears my cry he hears me when i call on him In Psalm chapter 5, verse 3, it says, In the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice. There's a confidence 
that he will hear us. In Psalm 66, verses 18 and 19, it says, If I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear. But certainly God has heard. He has given heed to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, who has not turned away my prayer, nor his loving kindness from me. Where does this confidence come from? How can he be so sure that the Lord hears him? Because he says, if I regard iniquity or wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear. So how, how does it change right there and says, but certainly God has heard. How does he have that confidence that God hears in spite of the noise of heaven, in spite of my mistake today? How does he have that confidence? In 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, it says, This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That's the confidence. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. What is his will? John 3, 16 says he is not willing that any perish. So if we have messed up, if we've made a mistake, if we have fallen short of the glory of God and we come to him and we call on him and we repent to him, he hears us because it is his will. We are asking for something that is definitely within his will. Second Chronicles 30 verse 9 says he will not turn away if you return. He is speaking to Israel in this situation. We know how Israel was back and forth, back and forth. They worshiped God for a while and then they found something better to do. And he says here, God will not turn away if you return. This is the confidence that he hears us. He can hear you. Child of God, he can hear you. If you've been wondering lately, is, is God even listening to me? Can he even hear me? If, if I call out to him, if I pray to him, it, does it even do any good? Can he even hear me? Is he even paying attention to me? Yes, he is because he cares for you. First Peter 5, 7 says he cares for you. He is listening. The question then is, can we hear him? Do we hear him? So many times I think that we find ourselves waiting for the big reveal, the, the wind, the earthquake, the fire, like Elijah experienced. We're looking for him in all of the big moments and we're waiting for answers. We're waiting for him to, to just drop a bomb, so to speak, so we can't miss it. And we know it was him and we're confident in that. And he has heard our prayer and he has answered loudly that like he has to shout at us above everything because we're surrounded by this noise and this drama and this fear. And we're looking for him to just make this huge splash and this huge impression. But as Elijah found, it's in the still small voice. A lot of times he doesn't come in the earthquake and the wind and the fire. He comes in the still small voice. In Psalm 46.10, it says, be still or cease striving. Cease striving. Stop striving. Stop fretting. Be still and know that I am God. Matthew 6, verse 6. Uh, Jesus is talking to the disciples and he's teaching them how to pray. And he says, when you pray, go inside, go into a room and close the door. Find that secret place and get alone with him. Shut out the noise. 
Shut out the drama. Shut out the fear and the doubt and get along with him. There is something that can change everything when you get alone with him. Just just try it. I dare you to try it. I dare you to get alone with him and be still in his presence and have a confidence that he hears you. But be still in that moment knowing that he will speak back. He will answer you. He will commune with you. He will communicate with you. In the Gospels, we find that Jesus over and over and over again withdrew from the disciples and from the crowds to spend time alone with God. In the garden, he did take his disciples with him, but then he went a little farther with just three of them. And then he left those three and he went a little farther and he prayed alone with God. There is something special when you get alone with God and you shut the rest of the world out and you just get quiet in his presence and you know that he is listening to you because it's as if heaven is silent and if he can hear you as if heaven is silent and you can hear him because you've shut the world out and you've gone to that secret place with him there is a conversation And yes, it's in the quiet. And yes, it's in the stillness. But that is precious time in the presence of God. To think that the one who created you and the one who gave his life for you would be willing to shush everything and spend quiet moments with you. To spend quiet time with you. To teach you, to love on you, to restore your soul. There's something so special about discovering that moment, that secret place with him. So get quiet. Just get quiet in his presence. Maybe you turn on worship music really softly. Maybe you sing your own song to him. But whatever it is, make sure that you get quiet in his presence so that you can hear him. He, he is always sure to hear you. He is always faithful to hear us when we pray. And I believe that we owe it to him. We owe it to him to give him ear, to listen to him as he tries to communicate, as he tries to speak with us, as he tries to lead us. So get quiet and find that secret place. It might be your closet. It might be your car. It might be on your run. It might be in the bathroom. Wherever you can find that quiet moment, get in his presence and be still. Just be still in his presence and listen for that still small voice. Psalm 91 verse 1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There is a protection there and there is a peace there. And it is inexplainable, and I can't even tell you how it is. But go there and see for yourself. Go there and see. As Psalms 34 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Go there and see for yourself. Spend time there and see if he won't speak to you. Spend time there and see if he will not renew your confidence that he can hear you above it all. And while you're there, reassure him that you're listening that you are willing to shut off the world and all of its demands for a few moments in his presence.